You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to all my high achievers listening that use escapism as a way to avoid dealing with their lives. This can look like escaping into flings and relationships, pleasure, even summer vacations. And maybe you have a lot of resistance of going back to normal life when it's over, almost like this feeling of, ah, playtime is over and now I actually have to get back to my life. So today we're going to talk about what escapism actually says about your inner child or inner teenager and how to create a beautiful, fulfilling life that you don't need to escape from right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hey, besties, welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. You know, with summer coming to an end, some of you might have been on vacations, COVID depending, of course, or maybe you've been indulging in summer flings, being outside, enjoying nature. Now, I absolutely love travel and adventure and really just having brand new experiences. You know, this summer, Andrew and I went to some Comic-Cons, We went to Vancouver, like we've had a bit of fun, but there's a huge difference between coming from that place of abundance of really maximizing life versus coming home to this feeling of depression and resistance, almost like, oh, I don't want to let go of this vacation or this fling because now it's like I have to go back to my horrible, boring, monotone life that I have to go and deal with my stuff now. And the bigger problem is that it's almost become accepted in mainstream society that we're living for the weekend, we're living for those two weeks of vacation in the day. But if you really think about it, it's really not normal at all. All you have to do is kind of zoom out and look at the rest of the world. And you're going to find that There are so many cultures that really don't live this way at all, where they're not living to work, but they're working to live, right? They know how to really experience and fully optimize and maximize life. And culturally, I would love to see us going back to that. And so actually, Pam, my manager, this was actually her idea to do this episode as, you know, summer is kind of coming to an end. And I thought it would be really cool to talk about escapism, not just in the context of relationships, like we're going to touch upon that, that is definitely part of it. But, you know, on the surface, it seems like escaping and losing yourself in relationships substance use, overindulging in pleasure and vacations, and even doom scrolling online, Netflix, they kind of sound like unrelated things on the surface. But in my experience, and if you dig a little bit deeper, kind of all boil down to the same thing, right? Escapism is really escaping pain and seeking out pleasure in ways that aren't found or currently you don't have in your normal life. And that's a problem, right? That's really a problem. 
And as you all know, it really boils down to the inner child. But I would say in this case, it's not just your inner child. It's also your inner teenager, which is probably the first time I'm bringing this up in the podcast, but it is something that I work with with clients. So if you recognize that you do have some element of escapism in your life, I would really pay attention to this episode at the call to action at the very end. I'm going to help you unpack this and learn how to start creating a life that you actually want, an intentional life full of energy, full of vitality, full of fulfillment and freedom, which I think ultimately is what we all want. And we're going to talk about three key components to this, right? And the first one is around escaping into relationships, escaping from your career, and also being aligned with your home. So first, we're going to dive into what happens when we use relationships as a form of escaping. Now, I firsthand know exactly what this is like. I know what it's like to use hooking up with people almost as a way to get away from yourself, because you all know my story. I've been there for many years. And we talk about the situationships on another episode. I believe that was two or three episodes ago that you can tune into. Now, if you use relationships as an escape, you will know because you actually start feeling withdrawal symptoms as if you were high on drugs around people, right? So a very common experience that a lot of my clients have is as the days go by that they're away from the person that's filling their need, you actually start to feel agitated and restless and almost desperately counting down the days until you get to see them again. And what I want to point out is myself, I was able to transition from insecure attachment style to secure attachment style. And healthy relationships, even though you miss someone, they don't feel like that at all. In fact, when you miss somebody that you have a healthy attachment to, it's more of like a warm kind of missing feeling right? It doesn't feel like you're a vampire that hasn't had, you know, blood in months and you're like dying of thirst. You're deprived. I would say that's the main difference in the feeling. But yeah, like it really feels like you're getting withdrawal symptoms because you need other people to fill you up. Okay. And here's where I need to really, really clarify some things around cause and effect Because if you work with a therapist or coach that doesn't understand the difference between the root cause and the symptoms, you're going to spend years going in circles in therapy or in sessions, right? There's a difference between cause and effect. If I start coughing, I'm coughing because I have a viral infection, right? Or something wrong with my lungs or some sort of health condition, right? The illness precedes the symptoms, And when we use Band-Aid solutions, we're simply treating the effect and not the cause. So you might take some Robitussin, which will suppress your coughing, but it's not going to address the underlying reason why you started coughing in the first place. And the same thing has to apply to the way that we think about relationships. The symptom is that you're using people and relationships almost like a drug, like a need. But the cause of it, what's the real cause, is that you don't know how to fill yourself up. And the cause behind that cause are the inner child wounds. Because growing up, someone, you know, your parents, they didn't fill you up. 
in a way that you needed them to. So you never learned how to internalize self-validation. You didn't internalize a healthy sense of self-esteem. And so now you've kind of grown up into an adult who still emotionally feels like a five-year-old, right? You feel like you're still looking for mommy and daddy. You're looking at these other relationships, these hookups, these situationships as your source of fulfillment and love and validation. That's why we feel like we're hooked on them. So you can probably understand why the cause and effect thing is so, so important. Because if you see relationships or other people as the problem and you're just focusing on the symptoms, then you might think or a therapist might think, oh, just stop seeing people for a while. Or, oh, we have these obsessive thoughts. We're just going to replace these negative thoughts with happy thoughts, right? That's not going to solve the issue. It might make you feel a little bit better for a while, but ultimately it's because you don't know how to meet your own needs. You don't know how to feel safe within yourself first. So let me explain what you really need to be doing instead. And what happens is when people learn how to soothe their own inner child, how to meet their own needs, then they get it, right? It's like a switch just flips. And that way, when you get back out there and you start approaching relationships again, you're coming at it from a place of abundance and not scarcity, right? Scarcity looks like I feel so empty inside. I need you to fill me up so that I can feel better. And abundance looks like I know how to take care of myself. Like I'm good, right? Like I have control over my emotions, over my feelings. And I'm coming to you because I want that connection, not because I desperately need it. Like I'm going to die without it, right? You feel the difference of energy between these two, right? One is a trauma bond, which is built on that feeling of lack and scarcity and woundedness. And the other one feels like it's coming from a place of freedom of I choose to be with you, not because I'm depending on you, right? And when you feel like you are in a solid place yourself, you know how to feel safe within yourself, then you don't have to escape from you, right? You don't have to escape from your life into the relationship. The relationship simply accentuates what already exists inside you. And I, I talk about this so many times around how relationships are really just an extension of you. So the next one is really about escapism from your job and from your career. Now, back when I worked in very, very stressful jobs where I would be working way over eight hours a day and not really getting paid for it, I was just living for the weekend, right? Like I would be popping bottles on Saturday nights and feeling like my whole life was just hinged on those two days. This is a very typical high achiever experience, by the way. So no matter what career you're in, it's kind of crazy to think that the majority of your life is spent at work. If you sleep eight hours a day, we have about 16 hours of waking hours that we can actually do things with each day. And if you're working a nine to five day, that half of your day, literally eight out of 16 hours is spent at work. And if we factor in two hours for travel and overtime, we can pretty much say that about 62.5% of your adult life is spent working. So at this very moment, I feel very at peace with this because I've built a career I love. You know, I've done a ton of healing work, healing my money wounds, 
moving through a lot of money wound guilt around being the child of an immigrant. And at this point, I have built a very successful multiple six-figure business and I work maybe less than 20 hours a week right now. And that's because I'm not doing all the work, right? I've built a team. We have six people now on our team that I've been working with for a little while now. And I have really found a way to build a lifestyle and a career that I really don't feel like I need to escape from. I'm able to focus on my zone of genius, which is through the coaching, through the teaching, producing content. And I can depend and I trust my team members on handling the other moving parts of the business, such as the podcast editing, the customer support, the finances, the bookkeeping, graphic design, et cetera, et cetera, which is so contradictory to the way that I grew up. You know, I had immigrant parents who were working multiple, multiple jobs almost every hour of the day when I was really little. And I think a lot of us grew up with these notions of, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead and have a good, hard work ethic and work hard, play hard, that type of mentality. And what I want to say is all of those beliefs are really just beliefs. I think we're at a point now in our culture where a lot of people, they're looking for more than just working those 40 hours a day, right? We're we want fulfillment. We're realizing that life is more than just spending all our hours at work. And it's not even about the amount of work we're doing, but also realizing that there are actually more efficient ways of doing them. All you have to do is look at other countries like Europe, where it's quite normal in some cultures to have two-hour lunch breaks, right? Or four-hour work weeks, because, you know, Surprise, surprise, people do a lot better and have a better quality of life when they're able to spend time with their loved ones and with hobbies and taking care of themselves, right? Like big surprise that their work quality also improves when their life quality improves. And I think that if you're finding yourself living for the weekend or living for those two weeks of vacations and it just feels so painful to have to come back to your day-to-day Considering that most of your life is going to be spent at work, so it better be worth it, right? And here's where I really want to challenge you to step into your power. I know that even for me, the first time someone brought this up to me was I said back to them, oh, you don't understand what it's like to meet me. Like, oh, you have choices. I don't have a choice. I have to work this hard. I have to do this career, right? But again, those are internalized beliefs. I want to reach in there and start peeling back those self-imposed limiting beliefs about yourself. Because you and I both know that if I told you, hey, figure out how you're going to change your career. And if you can come up with a plan on how you're going to change your career in 24 hours, that I'm going to give you a million dollars, right? If I tell you that, then you're going to be scribbling things down like that meme, you know, with all the the lines pointing to each other, and you will be able to figure out a plan for yourself or even map out like a six-month plan because you're resourceful. Okay, that's what resourcefulness means. It means that when you have to rise to the occasion, you can figure stuff out, right? Sometimes we start playing that story of, oh, I can't get out of this because it's almost easier that way. It's almost easier to believe that, we're incapable of doing it. 
But then honestly, I will actually say to myself, and this is a bit of a intense example, so I apologize if this triggers anyone, but I might actually think to myself, you know, if I feel like I'm stuck, if I'm in a pickle, I'll say to myself, if someone kidnapped my sister, for example, and the only way to get her back was if I find a way to come up with a solution to this problem, what would I come up with, right? And when things are at stake, you will be able to tap into parts of your brain, resources you didn't even think were capable, and you will be able to pull it out, okay? And not to go to such extremes. That's just how my brain works, how I work through challenges. But I think you can do the same. If you really want to create a better career, a healthier balance for yourself, you can come up with a way. I know you can, right? Because you're a smart cookie, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I want to move on to point number three, which is about escaping your home. Now, you normally wouldn't think about this as being one of the reasons why we might dive into escapism, because home is supposed to be your haven. There's a reason why homes are supposed to be sacred, almost like your temple. But you also want to ask yourself the question of, well, how safe was home for me growing up? Now, ultimately, I truly believe that when you have done the healing, home is simply where the heart is. But there's something to be said about the energetics of a physical place. And if your home growing up wasn't a safe place to be, you might actually start projecting that onto your home as an adult. Maybe you don't really like being alone at your house. Maybe you leave stuff everywhere or maybe you kind of move from place to place you feel like it's not really permanent, or maybe you just haven't really gotten around to making your home feel like your home, right? Whatever the situation is, I kind of want you to just think about if your house or your apartment, your condo, if your home was a person, what kind of a relationship would you have with them? Would you be best friends or would you be like strangers? And that alone is going to tell you so much because just as relationships are an extension of you, your physical objects, your house, your home is also an extension of you. So you really want to think about how aligned do I feel with home? And there are simple ways that you can start doing that. I don't know if any of you have seen any of Mary Kondo's work, right? The Japanese woman who is an expert on tidying up homes. And if you watch any of her shows, something that fascinated me and made me start thinking is whenever she's about to work on someone else's home, she will kneel down in the center of the home and close her eyes and do a meditation connecting with the essence of the house, right? Blessing the home. And the first time I saw that, I thought that is just so beautiful because your house has an energy to it, right? Your house embodies your essence, and so you want to think about, or maybe even look into feng shui of, do I want to move things around to feel more comfortable? Do I want to put up photos or decorations of things that bring me joy and peace and that make me feel like this is my space? And perhaps I might want to have rituals to honor the time that we have at home. Some people like essential oils or some form of saging or even putting on music that feels really good for them. You can think about scents. 
You can think about textures, you can think about sounds and smells and sights, and really integrating all of the five senses in making this your space, right? Because it is a place that you sleep and you eat, and all of those things are so sacred. And even if you didn't have that growing up, you can start now. All right, so we finally got into the call to action. This was a longer one today. But to summarize, today we talked about how aligned you feel with the people in your life, right? And therefore, filling yourself up. How aligned you feel with your work, your career, the place that your job that you spend the most hours of your life with. Are you aligned? Not only are you aligned with the career, but are you aligned with the workplace, the workplace culture, the people that you're spending time with at work? And finally, we talked about being in alignment with home, thinking about when you were a child, how safe did home feel to you? What's your relationship with home as if home was a real person? And what can you start doing to start taking ownership of the space that you have and making your home your temple? So the call to action that I'd like to leave with you today is to examine the beliefs that you inherited about what a good life really is. You know, in my case, it was all about hustling and working hard to survive, right? And then you can start to see how we carry on these beliefs from our parents and they actually start becoming self-fulfilling prophecies because if you really believe that you're supposed to be busy all the time, then you might start feeling resentful at people who are actually living the kind of life that you want to live. And you're going to start making yourself busy just to kind of fulfill that belief, which is a pretty interesting thing that we do. Now, my other call to action is an invitation to tap into the resourcefulness that you actually have. And I really want you to shake off any self-imposed limiting beliefs about, oh, I'm not capable of doing this, or oh, this thing is so hard, right? Things are only as hard as you allow them to be, and to really rise to the occasion, and to know that you can change things about your life. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible, right? And of course, things are hard, but, you know, to live a life that is unfulfilling, and is sucking you dry, that's hard as well, right? And so we're really just swapping out a temporary hard of trying to figure out something outside your comfort zone and a pretty permanent hard that you're already living right now. Learning how to fill yourself up so that you don't become this energy vampire that constantly needs to escape yourself and your own feelings and getting lost in relationships that aren't good for you, spending so much time fantasizing about vacations and all of these other things um, and not really coming from a good place when you're doing that, right? We want to get to a place where you feel content and happy with your actual life so that when vacations come along, when relationships come along, it is simply just a treat. Now, finally, I want to call out to those of you who are so, so ready to step into better versions of yourself then I invite you to book a free call with my team to see if my soulmate program is right for you. My soulmate program is my beautiful, beautiful signature program. It is a 12-week experience where I teach you how to develop a secure attachment style by healing your inner child. 
It is exclusively for high achievers who desire an extraordinary, secure relationship and are ready to leave behind their inner child wounds. Go to bygloriazang.com slash soulmate or click on the link in the show notes to book your free call. Also, I have a free gift announcement. I've just been blown away by all the support, uh, the feedback that we're getting around the podcast. And we have decided to bring back the Inner Child Starter Kit, which is a library I put together with some worksheets, with some beautiful, beautiful wallpapers, and some resources to get you started on your journey. This Inner Child Starter Kit will be available to anyone who writes a five-star review for the podcast. On Apple, you can actually write a review on Spotify, I think you just have to rate it five stars. And to get access to the kit, just take a screenshot of your five-star review and email it to hello at bygloriazang.com. I'm going to put the email in the show notes as well. Just write starter kit in the subject line. And once you email us the screenshot, one of my team members will give you access to the kit. And I hope you enjoy it very much. And it's my thank you gift for supporting us and the show. Now, next week's episode is for those of you who get attached too quickly in relationships and maybe have a hard time figuring out if it's really love or if it's simply just attachment. So stay tuned for that. I love you all and I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!